You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. So let's begin with Knicks guard Jalen Brunson quarterbacking Team USA to its first win of the summer. Uh, the U.S. knocked off Puerto Rico in an exhibition game, 117-74. Brunson finished the game with 11 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists. So JB filling up the stat sheet. Uh, Cameron Johnson, Anthony Edwards, they each led Team USA with 15 points apiece. Tyrese Halliburton come off the bench, had a really impressive standout performance. He had 12 assists in 21 minutes. Uh, just to note, Josh Hart did not suit up in this game. This was a rest day for Josh Hart, him being one of the older guys on the team. So he did not play. But uh, but Jalen Brunson does get his debut. Nick, uh, the, I was about to call it Knicks. <laughs> Team USA uh, gets a win uh, beating uh, Puerto Rico by uh, almost 40 points here. So more than 40 points. So um, your impressions on watching Jalen Brunson play with this team? Yeah, it was just good to see him out there. You know, chicken soup for the soul to see his little middies, his little wrong footing people <laughs> off the left hand, um, all that good stuff. It was, uh, you know, obviously you don't want to make too much about uh, an exhibition game and a Team USA game and all that stuff, basically a friendly. Uh, but they look good. He looked great. Um, you know, we just, uh, again, you know, just, uh, you know, for, for Nick fans that haven't had a chance to see him in a little bit um it was a uh a sight for sore eyes so uh um you know one win in the books and uh we'll see if they can keep it going yeah jb looking good uh, again i mean he looks in great shape which you expect him to look i mean he looks strong um you know summer summer is out now so he looks very tanned as well but uh but he looked good i thought he looked good quarterback in the team it was interesting kind of watching him play that first half and i do think it will be it will be, I think, a conversation in terms for him in terms of how he fits on this team because Jalen Brunson is, is, you know, he's a scoring guard. He was a scoring guard with Dallas. He's a scoring guard with the Knicks. And you can see in that first half, he was very much trying to just kind of run the offense and get guys involved. And Team USA didn't really kind of run away from Puerto Rico in that first half. We saw the start of the third quarter. He came out super aggressive looking for his shot and kind of, I thought, kind of spearheaded kind of the beginning of the end of Puerto Rico in this game. It will be interesting to see just how he fits with that starting lineup. Uh, Halliburton, as I mentioned, he had 12 assists. He was definitely looking to get guys involved. Halliburton, I saw some of the conversation on, online. They said, you know, should he start over Jalen Brunson, given he is able to kind of get guys more involved, he's more of a natural point. But I don't know. I kind of like the fact that he can come in and be this super change of pace guard. He kind of almost reminds me of, uh, of Johannes, who kind of plays for uh, the Liberty um, who can kind of come in and just it's such a different brand of basketball, such a different style of point guard. Uh, I think that that actually is, is a is a is a strength for Team USA for him to come off the bench and bring that off. As opposed to having him start the game, trying to fit, trying to feel his way uh, through a game. So I, I like uh, him come off the bench, and I also like the size that he has because now he kind of gives Kerr options to go with him and Brunson in the backcourt, or of course he can just take the one on his own. But um, but I, I like what I saw from Jalen Brunson. It was good to see him. Uh, Bessie in that third quarter really get it going and uh so far i think the team looks pretty good i think there was there was one concern i think i would have for team usa and i'm curious what you would think is something my brother mentioned shout out my brother kendall stewart who of course i do uh my own podcast with the generation uh podcast network he mentioned it and he's right like this team's lack of shooting is probably a little concerning you know they i think they only made seven threes in the last game uh they didn't shoot necessarily a great percentage and if you look at the roster, I mean, outside of Cam Johnson, there aren't exactly snipers out there. I mean, Bridges is a good shooter. Halliburton's a good shooter. 
but you think maybe they're, they may be missing some spot up shooting. What did you think from that aspect uh, in regards to maybe the lack of shooting? Or do you think they have enough? Yeah, it definitely could be an issue. I mean, listen, the international game especially um, was kind of ahead of the NBA in a lot of respects. It was really reliant on, on outside shooting. Um, those Euros guys, we know they stretch fours and even the stretch fives will, will step out and, and knock down threes. Um, so in that respect, they might need J, um, JB to, you know, to, to, to make a lot of three pointers, uh, to take and make a, a bunch of three point shots. Brunson, I think, was over four or over three from from downtown yesterday. Um, those shots will come, you know, as, as, as Nick fans know, he shot over 40 percent from three over the second half of last season. Right. Um, really has improved as a shooter as his career has gone on. Um, I expect him to continue to do that for Team USA. And, and also with the Halliburton thing, um, they did share the court together. Kerr said that they would, you know, spend some time on the floor together. So I could see both of those guys as part of a closing five. Um, yeah. Certain lineups that they're both playing well, depending on matchups, all that other stuff. Um, obviously, they're both super talented and can complement each other in uh, in many ways. Um, Brunson, interestingly, um, didn't have a double-digit rebound game for the Knicks all of last season, grabbed 12 boards um, in, in just 22 minutes last night. Um, you know, just again, as we know, he's going to do whatever it takes to win, um, you know, whatever whatever the team needs, he's going to do, uh, make those guys feel comfortable. So, um, yeah, it, 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 but, but, but I agree with you. Shooting is, is going to be um, – it, it could definitely be – a cause for concern is a cause for concern. And if they lose any games at some point, um, that will likely be a culprit, um, them not knocking down enough three-pointers because there are going to be teams where they face um, that are going to take and make a ton of threes. And, uh, you know, um, you know, maybe the Team USA can overcome it by pounding guys inside and, and you know, scoring yeah. enough in, in the paint and in the mid-range, et cetera, um, to kind of overcome that. And defensively, obviously, you know, holding Puerto Rico to 74, 70-plus points yesterday, um, they can do that as well. So we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting following this team, you know, in some of these games ahead of the tournament because you got Saturday, Slovenia, yeah. <laughs> playing against the great Luka Doncic, who when we watch him play, I mean, you think he's good in the NBA. I mean, when he plays for FIBA, it's almost like he reaches another level. Cheap. So that, yeah, that should be a very fascinating matchup. Then the following day, they play against Spain, who won the world championship yep. uh, last time. So, uh, really intriguing matchups for this upcoming weekend. They also have games uh, against Greece. Giannis not playing. They have Germany uh, before they they kick off the FIBA World Cup, which begins August 26th uh, against New Zealand. So I, yeah. I love FIBA basketball. Like I, 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 it's like I always forget how much I enjoy it until it actually comes. But then I'm like, oh wow, like you know, we have such a long layoff from, especially Knicks fans for a majority of the time, such a long layoff from the end of usually the regular season, though we've had some playoff runs recently, to the start of, of you know, the next season, you know, or postseason to the regular season. Like, the fact that you do have this little intermittent, intermittent time here and that you're going to have actually Knicks to follow. You get you got Brunson, R.J. Barrett plays his first game for Canada um, on Wednesday, I believe. So you got plenty of players to kind of follow as well, so that should make it fun. Um, EJ, are you concerned about uh, some some chatter on Nick's Twitter about will Brunson be a little bit worn down, a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, you know, obviously played a ton of minutes. They had a little playoff run. He's going to be playing, you know, starting point guard for, you know, started the first game. We assume he'll, you know, play um, a decent amount of minutes for Team USA. Is that a concern of yours uh, going into the, the, the regular season? Because, you know, some some teams yeah. – 
don't want their, you know, famously Mark Cuban didn't want Dirk to play Euro. And, you know, it's a, you know, obviously that was later yeah. in his career when, you know, it was a different situation. Brunson's just 26, but um, I'll admit it's, it's it, at least in the back of my mind. But the other thing is, you know, listen, these guys are going to, you know, get, get workouts in anyway. So this is yeah. not, extremely taxing. Yeah. It's, it's so tricky. I mean, I know it can be exhausting for some of these guys. Like, you know, I've heard Pog Gasol talk about, you know, because yeah. Pog Gasol is a guy who, who plays in everything, or he did, yep. he was playing everything. So he was playing for the Lakers. So you're talking about deep playoff runs and yep. playing for Spain, and they're a great team. So he's not playing, you know, two games getting eliminated. He's playing probably up to the championships for the FIBA Euros or the World Cups or the Olympics and then going back to his team. I, I'm not too concerned. I think the only thing that would maybe make me pause a little bit is – you know, Jalen Brunson is a player up to this point in his career that hadn't really logged these kind of minutes and this kind of mileage until this past season. So for him, I think it would be how is he preparing his body to, like, do this? Because last year was an undertaking in itself. Like, you know, my dad tells the story of when, you know, Michael Cooper started at point because Matt Johnson had some kind of injury. He was out for a couple of weeks. And, you know, Coop apparently was telling the Lakers and telling Magic, like, I could do what you do, Magic. Like, I could I could go out there and get triple doubles and lead this team. Like, we got a stacked team. Like, I could do it. And Michael Cooper played great. Michael Cooper was a great player. But, like, after the first few games, he was like, I don't know how this guy does it. Like, like to do this every single night is to a different level. You can do it one or two games. But to do it for A and two, I can't imagine that. So, bringing that to Jalen Brunson, he had to make his own adjustment from being a secondary guy, a part-time starter to being a starter and an all-star caliber guy to now take that jump from being an all-star caliber guy for 82 games to then now you're playing for Team USA, you're the starting point guard, you're playing high-level competition. I mean, these teams playing in these FIBA uh, competitions, they're not playing like this is an exhibition. They're playing like this is, you know, for, for the marbles. It's for everything. So then taking that into the regular season, that would be my concern is, is he physically ready to stand up to that toll? Um, the way he, as serious as he takes his job and he takes this game, I'm not going to put it against him, but that would probably be my only concern because it's a lot for a guy who just got thrusted into this position. Yeah. You know, there's, there's definitely pros and cons. I think the pros outweigh the cons is the, is the moral of the story. Yeah. I mean, I think like I, I've said a bunch, like I, I expect Jalen Brunson to hit the ground running when, when this season starts. Like I think that I, and I think it's going to be, I think I, I said in the last show, like I think there's a chance RJ Barrett, it can maybe get out of this, like, constant early season funky starts in because they'll be playing high level competition uh to start the year before they get to uh you know playing in the season like i don't know how many times you see carmelo anthony uh playing for the knicks you know use a, a successful run with team usa to buoy that into a, a good start for the new york knicks of course he, you know famously the year where the knicks won 54 games he was uh third mvp voting so i don't see why brunson can't do that but yeah that would be my concern that it's such a quick ramp up from where he was just a year ago a guy who was playing 25 to 30 minutes a night um and, and was not expected to be doing uh this this much this this early so um it, it will be interesting to see but again to continue to follow team usa uh you have um you'll, you'll have until uh, uh, august 26th you have some tune-up games and then august 26th the real show begins so uh so we'll keep following that and and then one other thing I, I will say quickly about uh, Brunson and this team is, is we'll, we'll talk about it in a second. 
but it is an interesting team because you don't have necessarily the the obvious star power that is there with um you know some of the guys we've seen in the olympics and the conversation we're going to have in a second that i think is going to be important is this could end up also being a two year run for jalen brunson if you really think about it because you're starting with this run on team usa playing in the FIBA World Cup, it's, you, know, you have a ramp up, you have practices, training camp or whatever. And then you get to the following. Um, uh, then you get to the, the following NBA season. And then remember, next year you got the Olympics. So what you're talking about there is from August, then you got maybe a month layoff. Then you get to the next, uh, the next summer, the next whatever. And then you're going to uh, uh, another Olympics. So you're talking about from august of now to potentially september of next year jalen brunson will be playing a lot of basketball so when we're talking about mileage on jalen brunson that's gonna be something to follow as well uh i, I hope that he's able to kind of stand the, the test of time and 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 be able to, to stand up to it but i don't know it's I, again i told you guys how much i love fever basketball um in some ways the one thing that kind of annoys me about this tournament is the fact that we have this tournament so close to the Olympics. Like I remember when, before it was the FIBA world cup, it was the FIBA championships, world championships, which I kind of mentioned earlier when I said that Spain were defending world champions, but like there was a time where this would happen two years as a buffer. So what I'm talking about with Jalen Brunson, where you have this time where he essentially could be playing basketball two years straight wouldn't have actually happened there would have been a layoff there used to be um you know the like if the FIBA world cup was this year the olympics would have been two years from now as opposed to next year so that that's a that's an interesting kind of twist to this that i think is going to be um interesting to follow as well like i wish they would find a way to move it back to being um a two-year gap between the world cup and the olympics because i think it ends up forcing guys to make tough decisions i mentioned how Giannis Antetokounmpo is not playing in this tournament. There's still question marks about whether Jamal Murray is going to play in this tournament. It looks like maybe they lean to yes recently is what the stuff I'm seeing from Canada. There was early thoughts that he was definitely not going to play. But a lot of these players are going to have to make decisions about, you know, how much are they willing to put their bodies on the line uh, for a World Cup when you also have an NBA season and then an Olympics that you want to play for. I think a lot of this roster that you're seeing that's put out there or guys that want to be in the fold and want to be in the discussion for when the Olympic team comes out, which is when we ask why isn't there perhaps bigger star power, the Jason Tatum's, um, the Jalen Browns, some of the other stars that have played on Team USA in the past that have won gold. I think those guys are deciding, hey, like as much as we love Team USA, it's a tall order and a, and a big task to say, hey, we're going to take you from – again this august to september of 2024 um playing basketball pretty much non-stop that's something that i think fiba has to fix now it might not be much of their concern because they don't care about an nba schedule per se or how that uh mixes with how this all works but that just seems like a, a, a fix that would be easy that'd be easy for everybody you know because you don't have these guys um taking these risks and i think what will happen is you'll have more guys invested in playing um in the world cup like we've had in the past like we've had lebron playing in the world championships you know we've had carmelo and Dwayne wade and kevin durant like these guys used to play in the world championships last the world cup 
in previous years. But um, in recent years, since they made that switch, now you have these players have to make very tough decisions and say, hey, I'm going to risk not playing for my national team this year. Hope that, you know, the following year for the Olympics, I'll still be considered. Now, I think that there are plenty of players who um, will make a decision to 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 do it and they may get burned. There are some guys like a, you know, Jason Tatum that I think won't have any issues when it comes to uh, wanting to play next season. I think that he'll have a spot on the roster. But Tommy, uh, any thoughts on maybe that aspect that also maybe concerns me is the, the World Cup and how it's been stationed. It's set up essentially a year before the Olympics, which means Jalen Brunson, a player who, you know, will obviously want to play for that team. We'll talk a lot about that in a second in the next segment. But, like, you have a player in Brunson who is going to play in the World Cup. He's going to play a lot of minutes. He's You know, Steve Kerr has mentioned he's essentially the leader of this team. He's going to have to play a regular season, and then he's going to have to play a, potentially again in the Olympics. Like I was saying, I feel like it would be better if FIBA could find a way to push it back a year the way they used to, where it would be basically two years in between World Cup and Olympics. Because then you'd have more more NBA players and more top guys playing in this. Like, it's great that Luka's playing. It's great that some of the other guys are playing. But as I mentioned, Giannis not playing. Uh, you know, Jamal Murray, questionable. There are a lot of other NBA players on certain countries that are questionable because they don't want to have to do this back-to-back years of playing international ball. Yeah, I, I mean, ideally, that that would be the, the ideal scenario. But there's just so much kind of, you know, uh, political red tape and they got to figure out, you know, schedules and and all that other stuff. So I'm sure they looked into it. I'm sure the NBA teams would prefer that. Um, there may be a reason why, you know, that that, that, that there's there's a preference on, on one hand, um, you know, FIBA, um, you know, we'd have to look at all those details. Um, but I definitely, uh, I certainly agree with you. And I think NBA GMs and players and coaches uh, would agree with you as well as that that would be the, the preference. Um, you know, we'll see if they talk about it, amend it in the future going forward. Uh, but that would certainly be the, the ideal scenario.